go anywhere. Okay. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. It's What's the Buzz. It's Tuesday night on the WWTF Radio Network. I'm the Mad Dog. I am Mad Dog DeCipio, joined as I am each and every week by the Pitbull Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, kid? I'm doing great. How are you doing this evening? I'm wonderful. I'm stoked because we got a really interesting show. We got. I had to put a disclaimer out, you know, oh, for yeah. this one. Because, you know, yeah, YouTube has been <laughs> kind of <laughs> age-restricting our videos here lately, folks. Um, and I, that's okay with me. Believe um, it or not, the more they do that, the more people go and watch. Oh, yeah. It's a funny, funny thing. It's strange. Um, what we're going to do tonight is we are, um, we actually got a, um, a series of shows that Amelia and I have been doing. Tonight, we're going to take a look at the cult of Charles Manson. The Manson family, as they were called back in 68, 69, believe it or not, I remember back then because I was around when that was happening and giving away my age a little bit. But we're going to talk about that. We have a special guest tonight. Um, We had to hide her in silhouette. And I need to tell you why. Um, This woman, she's an unassuming young lady. Her name is Courtney Katana, Courtney Jacobs Katana. Uh, she is the Charles Manson Facebook group admin. One of them, uh, I should say. We're not going to um, say what group. <laughs> huh? We're not going to say what group. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's just a Charles Manson group. And there's about 5,000 of them on there. So <laughs> there's a shitload of them. There's a lot. Courtney uh, is in um, kind of in silhouette tonight. She's You won't see her face, but you will hear her. Uh, that is to protect her visual identity so she doesn't get, um, you know, hated on. You know, there's a lot of haters in the community, uh, especially on Facebook. Uh, God knows if you ever want to test that theory, just join one of those god-awful fucking wrestling pages because they're fucking horrible. <coughs> five minutes into the show and I dropped two F-bombs already. Whoa. Beautiful. That's going to be a good night. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're age-restricted, folks. That's one of the reasons that we're going to continue being (laughs) age-restricted. But before that... We have breaking news from the world of entertainment. Singer-songwriter Loretta Lynn, best known for the songs Coal Miner's Daughter, The Pill, and Dear Uncle Sam, 
died today. She was 90 years old. She is widely regarded as the queen of country music and is the top-selling female country artist in American music history. She will be missed by her family, her friends, and fans alike. Rest in peace, Loretta. Go make God smile. She was a hell of an entertainer, and if uh, if you're a, a fan of country music, there's a Loretta Lynn song playing somewhere for you. Absolutely, and not many people knew that Crystal Gell was her <coughs> little sister. Our friend You uh, Two Wavy is in the chat room. Hey, Wavy, I've been trying to get a hold of you, brother. We got to talk. Um, so hang out with us tonight. So let's get into um. What we're going to talk about tonight, we have um, the Manson cult tonight. We've been doing, Amelia and I have been doing a lot of um, kind of these cult shows. Um, we just did um, an interesting, well, a, a forerunner to it. We did an interesting show about a woman named Amy Carlson. Um, you talk about. Going from one extreme to the other, Amy Carlson worked at Burger King one year and a year later was the head of eight million people worldwide. I don't understand how that happens. Charles Manson, it can be said very much the same about Charles Manson was a talented singer songwriter. And were it not for one fateful day in Southern California at the beach um, we might be listening to Charles Manson music today instead of the Beach Boys or instead of um, Dennis Wilson or Brian Wilson. Um, certainly he had an impact on the Hollywood community in the day. He, As I said, he was an incredibly talented musician. Not much of a singer, but he was a hell of a songwriter and he could play a, a pretty mean guitar, believe it or not. So, Amelia, before we get into the um, the bones of this, because we're going to be here for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you become aware of Charles Manson and what do you know about this cat? Well, actually, I wasn't born at the time when he started, of course, all those crimes and stuff like that. But Go I had rub it in, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was born that kind of like afterwards when I was hearing a lot of when I guess my parents told me about Sharon Tate. They, you know, were fans of that. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, who is this person? Who is this person? Because, of course, you know, he was trying to go back into court for parole, things like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, why? Why was he doing this? Why was he in, in jail for these crimes? And my parents would explain to, well, he did this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why would he want to commit those crimes? So they were like, well, he didn't actually commit the crimes. He had people commit the crimes for him. That's a very key point. I'm going to stop you there. That's a critical <laughs> critical point the reason it is is because the state of california actually changed the law to accommodate this case continue yes and so they would of course air out you know the trials of his sometimes they would do like the breaking news thank you for showing that i love that what you did and they would you know so okay here's this person who refers to him as an ultra-skelter, and he had this little cross at one time, and then a swastika, and mm. and I was like, oh my god, this man looks so evil, and he would be yelling at the people to be quiet, and, and at the judge calling him a name, and I was like, oh my god, how would this man get away with this stuff? And 
he would just look at him so evil. But I think it was just because it was the system that, to me, did him wrong, basically, at first. That's oh, why he was boy. so anger. He had so much anger inside of him that nobody would listen to him. Well, we're going to talk about that right now. Courtney, you are up to bat. Um, you yes. are an interesting individual in tonight's uh, conversation because you are the admin of an interesting Facebook group called Charles Manson, The Truth. Now, we're going to uh -huh. uncover some truth tonight. Uh, what is the one thing in your estimation that you regarded as false before you knew the case and that you now regard as the truth? Tell me why your group is called The Truth. Well, first of all, Helter Skelter has been debunked. Vincent Bugliosi has been totally debunked with all of that. Um, explain, explain, because I met Vincent Bugliosi. Well, I met him Charles years Manson, ago before he passed away. Go ahead. Charles Manson was never trying to start a race war. Um. I absolutely I think that agree with you. He was, um, first I have to say, he it was not actually a cult. It was not what you would call a cult. It was a crime enterprise. They were all criminals, a bunch of criminals hanging out at a spawn ranch. Okay, go ahead. You're with me so far. Go ahead. Okay. And um, so far you can Charles, <laughs> Charles being um, older than most of these kids and runaways and what have you he um he kind of took on a leadership and he played his prison games with their head too absolutely and that that's how he got over on most of them let me tell everybody what courtney is talking about because i actually have video you're going to see tonight um helter skelter was never intended to be a race war it was not then and it cannot be regarded as a race war now. Let me tell you where that came from so you know the truth. So I'm going to give Courtney some truth to add to her website, the truth. Here's the, the truth behind that. Vincent Bugliosi was the prosecutor in the Manson case, one of the prosecutors. He wrote a very sensational book called Helter Skelter. That book... If you want to call it a script, you'd be better off rather than calling it a book because it reads like a movie script. It reads like a man trying to sell this book for a movie role. OK, and that's what it reads like. Here's the problem with it. The book is filled with sensationalism, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of razzle dazzle. But very little truth. Why? Here's why. Because people at the time couldn't handle this sort of truth. So he made his own truth up. And that's that's the truth about the truth. Uh, he made it up. Here's what William Randolph Hearst said many years ago. And we've talked about this, Amelia, on the show before. Mm -hmm. If. The lie is greater than the truth. Print the lie. In other words, if the rumor is more fantastic than the truth, go with the rumor. 
Why? Exactly. Because the rumor will get people talking. Yep. Just like they do in the wrestling business. You get more bees with honey, in other words. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Vincent Bugliosi was a hard-nosed, hard-drinking, uh, hard-cheating ex-cop that became a prosecutor. So you're talking about a guy that was a lawyer and a police officer in his lifetime. A smart guy, but he wasn't smart enough to put the simple truth, which was. Charles Manson never killed anybody. I'm not defending Manson, and I want Courtney to understand this. I'm not defending Charles Manson. What I will defend is his right, his unequivocal right, to be as fucking loony as he wants to be and mm-hmm. to speak the, you know, the trash that he wishes to speak. Mm-hmm. I'll defend that. Right. But I'm not defending Manson in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. only in regards to they changed the law right. to convict him of murder. It's the first time in American judicial history that a man has been sentenced to prison for murder without ever committing a murder. Why did they do this? Wow. Because they regarded him, Amelia and Courtney, as so dangerous Uh that he had to be taken off the street. And the only way to keep him in jail for the rest of his natural life was to convict him of murder. That was why they did it. They did not want him out on any circumstances, not even parole, good behavior, nothing. And it turned out that they were right because the longer he spent in jail, the fucking loonier Charlie got. Now, Courtney, how did you get involved with this group? Well, um, I knew about Charles Manson and a lot of it from my dad growing up because he was a teenager, probably he was your age, and he had the biggest crush on Sharon Tate. And that was how I, I just wanted to know about her. And all my life, I thought, oh, wow, she's so beautiful. You know, I, I want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I finally, you know, got the facts. And I read a book when I was in high school by Nicholas Shrek that changed a lot of my thinking. Yeah. Uh, and, Nicholas um, wrote a book. I'm going to tell everybody about what you're talking about. Nicholas wrote a book that really kind of exposed the Manson family in a very different way, in a very different light, in fact. Um, a lot of people might be under the assumption that they were just runaways and drug addicts. That was true in some cases. But most of them came from very affluent families. Most of them came from money. That's how Charlie and the group, the family, were able to survive and eat. They came from they came from money. A lot of these people came mm-hmm. from Bobby Beaujolais was a musician who also substituted his income by doing porn. He was a porn actor. You had Angela Lansbury's yeah. daughter, Dee Dee. Yeah. She was yeah. bringing money to him. Absolutely. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, One of the reasons that I think that Charles Manson was dangerous 
is because his ties to Hollywood. He knew a lot of stuff on a lot of famous people. And, and like Terry well, Melcher, Doris Day's son. Yeah. Well, and, here's um, the thing that, that you're, you're, you're kind of missing the boat. On, and I agree with you to some regard. I, I agree with you to some regard. But understand something. Hollywood, and I've been there, okay? I, I know a lot. We've had him on the show. I know a lot of people in Hollywood. We've had a bunch of people on the show from Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Understand something. And it's, it's real simple. There are two kinds of people that survive in Hollywood. The people who kiss ass and the people who don't give a shit. If you're the kind of person who kisses butt and brown noses, you're going to go a long way in Hollywood. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't give a rat's ass what people say about you, what they do, if, you, if you're that kind of person, you're going to become a star in Hollywood. You're going to go a, a long way and fast, too. I've seen I it. I agree. Yes. I've seen it. Absolutely. So Terry Melcher, and you mentioned his name. Let's talk about Terry. Terry was a singer, songwriter, producer. He had uh, connections to the Beach Boys, the Dave Clark Five. He had connections to the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. He was a very well-connected guy in the music industry. He also happened to be very, very dear friends with Dennis and Carl Wilson, who were brothers of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys. And um, that's how Terry came into the picture. Um, you want to tell people, uh, Courtney, a little bit about how they met, under what circumstances they met, so I don't sit here and talk all night? <laughs> well, the rumor, uh, this is a rumor. I, I'm not 100% sure, but... I'll correct um, if you're wrong. Don't worry. Two of the girls got picked up by Terry. No, by Dennis. Mm -hmm. Hitchhiking. And... The that family family got into Dennis's house and into his life, and he introduced him to Terry. And then Charles wanted him to hear his music and all this, and Terry Melcher said, I can't do anything with you. You can't take direction. You can't be Well, produced. that's not quite true. That part, I've heard that. Before, uh -huh. and I've seen that written, that's been completely debunked. Here's the problem with regard to Charlie. He was given Terry Melcher's address and telephone number by Dennis Wilson, Brian Wilson's brother. Dennis Wilson and Carl Wilson were the brothers of Brian Wilson. All three of them were great musicians in their own right. But they were also all members of the Beach Boys at the time. The, mm -hmm. three, the three brothers and Mike Love and Al Jardine. They were the Beach Boys. Those five guys. Now, fast forward a little bit. Terry Melcher is at a party. He meets a young guy. I'm sorry. Uh, Dennis Wilson is at a party. Mm -hmm. He's hanging out with his friends. And he says to Terry Melcher, I got a friend of mine. He's a pretty good songwriter. Can you do anything with him? His name is Charlie. Um, 
you know, uh, if you can do something, let me know. I'll send them to see you. Terry says, send them by. Here's my, you know, my phone number and my address. Give it to him, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and and sure enough, he did. So Charles Manson shows up at Terry Meltzer's house. He knocks on the door, right? Knocks on the door. Terry opens the door. The meeting lasts five minutes, maybe less. As soon as Charlie opens his mouth, Terry Melcher realizes this guy's a loose cannon. I got to separate myself from him right away. Yes. That rejection, Courtney and Amelia, that cost everybody their life. That's when Charlie went apeshit. That's when Charlie started reading the Bible ferociously, claiming that he was Jesus. He even used to have the family hang him on a cross. They would do that. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this up. He thought he was like Amelia. We talked Mm -hmm. about it before. Right. All of these cult leaders have a God complex. Yes, they do. There's three things, Courtney, that we found in every cult. Power, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sex, religion. Those are the three things that all come down Mm -hmm. to a cult. Power of the leader, the ability to control sex, religious beliefs, and to garner money from people. Uh They are very good at garnering money. They can ask for it. They can steal it. They can beg it. Whatever the case, they get their money. And mostly they steal it. So Uh talk to me, Amelia, a little bit about you and Courtney are talking about Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the and I'm assuming that you're both younger than I. So um, why the fascination, Amelia, with um, Charlie Manson these days? Oh, yeah. A lot of people still want him to be him or to worship him because they still believe in his ways. And um, they still want him, his way of life to be around. I guess they believed in his innocence. Uh, they, uh, to this day, I hear that they have T-shirts that they, of his. They people still sell. They have. And that's a scary thought. Yeah, and I, lunch boxes, and I think you even said what was it, action figures. Uh, and I think yeah, they're said, actually there's a Charles Manson, and I got to ask Courtney about this. Mm-hmm. Courtney, you gotta you gotta smarten me up, as they say in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. You gotta smarten me yeah. up to this. Charlie Manson action figure. What the hell is this all about? I have no idea. I'd have saw a picture of it, though. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who makes it or what company or anything. But, yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. the Charlie figure. I think there's actually a couple of different poses. There are. There's the outfits. Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. There's a Ted Bundy. Yes. You can't make this oh, shit up. They're okay. starting to make action figures. And I got news for you. Yes. Hey, and I got news for you. Not for nothing, but they look pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Whoever is doing the artwork mm-hmm. on these action figures, they're doing a hell of a good mm-hmm. job because they look pretty fucking good. And I think there's baseball cards. There's And they have. Cards. This um, is the best part, though. Listen to this shit. Mm-hmm. The Charlie Manson one actually has a, a sample of his handwriting in it. Mm-hmm. 
It's got like like he wrote letters to people from prison. Uh-huh. And if you buy a Char- I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh-huh. if you buy a Charlie Manson action figure, uh-huh. you're going to get some, a sample of Charlie's actual handwriting because it comes with the action figure. Yes, I can't believe I just I fucking did that, but yes. I had yeah, to. there are there are people that they they worship that they want. Yes. I mean, and I don't understand mm-hmm. that, Courtney. Courtney. I don't either. I come from the. Mindset. You gotta put me in that mindset. Where mm-hmm. does that I mean, I don't. Come? I don't get that at all. I I come from the side of the victims. Doris Tate's work she did with victims' rights. Deborah right. still does it. That's yep. that's my um way, you know, my side of it. Yeah. I don't believe that um Doris Tate never blamed Charles Manson himself for her. She said he did not kill no. my daughter. That's her exact words. And um, mm-hmm. you know, people need Charles Manson was a bad man. He was not a good man. Nope, he just he just did not kill the victims at Cielo Drive. What I Doris think that Tate Watson did was what Doris Tate actually said was Charlie did not murder my daughter, but he's responsible for her death. Yes, that's what he act was she actually said. And how was he responsible? Because he ordered the execution of these people. That makes him responsible. That made the state of California changed the law for his case. And interestingly enough, funny thing happened on the way to the jailhouse. As the court trial is going on, the president of the United States, Richard Nixon, at the time, newly elected president of the United States, decided to fulfill a campaign promise. Can either of you guess what that promise was? That he was already going to be guilty? No. He would no. get rid of the counterculture. Well, that was part of it, Courtney, but you're on to it. What he did was, what President Nixon did was, he eliminated the death penalty. Right. Wow. Charles Manson was sentenced to death. They wow. all were. They all were. Yes, they all were. Here's what happened. During his campaign in 1968, Richard Nixon, before becoming president, said that he would abolish the death penalty as cruel and unusual. When he became president by a landslide, by the way, he kept his word. And he eliminated the death penalty. And guess who the first person was that benefited from it? Good old Charlie Miles Manson. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce everybody to this subject of our show. Charles Miles Maddox Manson was born November 12, 1934, and died November 19, 2017. He was an American criminal and musician who led the Manson family a cult based in California in the late 1960s. Some of the cult members committed a series of nine murders at four locations in July and August of 1969. This would be the first of several. In 1971, 
Here's where it gets interesting. This is what everything hit the the caca hit the fan, Amelia. <laughs> In 1971, Manson was convicted of first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder for the deaths of seven people, including film actress Sharon Tate. And I agree, Courtney. She was an absolutely beautiful woman. Yes. When I was 13 years old, I had a hell of a crush on her. Uh-huh. The prosecution contended, this is Vincent Bugliosi, the prosecution contended that while Manson never directly ordered the murders, his ideology constituted the overt act of conspiracy, which in California at the time was punishable by death. Uh Manson would often talk about the Beatles, including their eponymous 1968 album, the White Album, where we get Helter Skelter from. Manson felt guided by his interpretation of the Beatles' lyrics and adopted the Helter Skelter to describe an impending race war. This is not true. Let me tell you what Helter Skelter was. It was the rich versus the poor. That's what Helter Skelter was. It had nothing to do with black and white. Manson's notoriety was an emblem of insanity, violence, and the macabre influence of pop culture. Recordings of songs written by and performed by Manson were commercially released, starting with Lie, the Love and Terror Cult, 1970. By the way, if you're interested, on YouTube... There is a YouTube channel dedicated to every song Charlie Manson ever wrote and recorded. I'm not going to promote the name of that site. I will just tell you, if you're interested, it's on YouTube. It's an entire site dedicated to Charles Manson's music. And some of it's pretty good. After his incarceration, some of his songs were covered by various artists, including the Dave Clark Five, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. For a time, Manson had a job delivering messages for Western Union. Can you guys imagine that? (laughs) Having Charlie Manson deliver a Western Union? (laughs) But you got to give him a little bit of credit. I do that. Because he, he delivered for Western Union in an attempt to live a life free of crime. However, he quickly began to supplement his income with petty theft. He was eventually caught in the year 1949, and a sympathetic judge sent him to Boys Town. If you're too young to remember or know what Boys Town is, I know what it is. It's a juvenile facility in Omaha, Nebraska. It's all young boys under the age of 16, and it still exists today. After four days of Boystown, listen to this, only four days, four days of Boystown, he and fellow student Blackie Nielsen obtained a gun and stole a car. They used it to commit two armed robberies on their way to the home of Nielsen's uncle in Peoria, Illinois. We should say that Blackie Nielsen's uncle was a hardened criminal that did time at Sing Sing in New York. The core members of Charlie Manson's group were Charlie Tex Watson, a musician and actor, Bobby Beaujolais, a porn actor and musician, Mary Bruner, 
Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten. The women in Charlie Manson's family, this is the honest-to-God truth, you guys. Courtney, you're going to shit when I tell you. Listen to this one. The women in Charlie Manson's family were called Charlie's Angels. True but creepy. <laughs> honest to God, it, they were called Charlie's Angels. Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely You can't make it up. You can't make this shit up. So we're going to take in the court. And if I show a video, can you see it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Now it's show and tell time, folks. Yay, my favorite time. Favorite time. Watch this. Is Charlie Manson crazy? Well, whatever that means. Sure, he's crazy as mad as a hatter. What difference does it make? You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. Manson is sort of a showman. Like when he tried to, as he puts it, take me to a higher level. Or when I again asked him to define his unique charm. What do you think it is about you that makes people want to be a part of whatever it is you're a part of? I'm brand new. Everything I do is always brand new. I'm on the premise of reality. I walk a real, a, a real road. I'm a real person inside. I'm not a phony. I don't put on no airs. I say what I think. You see what I'm saying? Aren't you putting on an air now? Aren't you putting on an air for me? When you, when, you, when you look it back, see if it's an air. See if where you get it. And someone sees it and goes by and they say, hey, how you doing? I say, pretty good. How you be? Olivia. Well, God, I guess you're my best friend being I invented you. You believe in God, Charles? Sure. I believe in myself. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Which one? Are you Jesus Christ? Which, which Jesus? There's all kinds of Jesuses. There's a black Jesus down in Florida. He's having a good time. There's a Mexican Jesus in Mexico. I mean, there's all kinds of Jewish Jesus. I mean, Jesus, you know. There's all kinds of Jesus coming back everywhere. And nothing can stop it. It's a consciousness that lives in your mind. You know, da, 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 you know. This guy is loony as a fucking fruit cake. Tell me if you could describe your childhood and couple of sentences, how would you describe it? I didn't have a childhood. Tell me a little bit more. Tell me more. I went it. to I went to a, a reform school in 43, and I've been fighting ever since. Was it as bad as you describe in the book that was co-authored by Newell Emerson? Uh, that wasn't my book. That wasn't your no. book. No. But what about the parts describing your childhood and your experiences in reform uh, school? That was him writing the book. So that, the, that had to do the part about that school in Indiana, that's not true? How uh, you were treated? Bits and parts of it are true, and bits and parts of it aren't. Tell me how you would describe how bad it was for you in these reform schools. A child don't know what bad is. Well, he says in the book that you were raped, that you were beaten oh, constantly. On, that's not true. That's what he would like to believe. But so there ain't, no, ain't nobody can do that. So you're saying that that didn't happen? No. So no. you didn't have a lousy childhood then? Yeah, I had a terrible childhood. But 
I'm from here. In other words, it didn't get uh, to no, you? No, I've never sold out. They've never beat me. I haven't been beaten. Tell me about your terrible childhood. The child doesn't know what terrible is. You don't want to talk about it, I tell I'm you. telling you, a child doesn't know what terrible is. Give me what a little is terrible, bit, man? Give me a little description of it. What is terrible? You know, terrible. What does that mean, terrible? I don't know. You you used the word, so I'm trying to get no, you to No, no, I didn't. It. He used the word in his book. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I'm not a sniveler. I don't cry. I don't snivel. I don't look for excuses to get off on other things. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves kebab Something. The oven has SS written on it. I come out of the bakery in 1954. So someone's got to be killed. Somebody told somebody some lies and somebody's going to kill somebody. So I come out of the bakery pushing the broom and they got this guy in the butcher shop and they're stabbing him to death. I'm walking a line. I'm not a snitch. I don't run and tell the cops tales. I stand on my own two feet. So one of them looks over and says, Manson, get on the point. So I take the broom and I get on the point. And I'm watching and I'm thinking, that tramp better not move for me. If he moves to me, I'm going to take him home to his mama. So he doesn't move to me and I don't move to him. So they got this guy and they stabbed him to death. And you can't kill anyone in the kitchen in a penitentiary because it makes it bad for the food. It's bad for everyone. It creates a lot of paranoia. So they're cutting this guy in half. And they're trying to put him in a garbage can. They can't get him in the garbage can. So they cut him in half and bent him. And they got the elevator. And they're smashing the elevator down trying to put him in the can. He's got half in one can and half in the other can. And they're trying to smuggle him out of the kitchen. And they smuggle him out of the kitchen. And I'm pushing the floor. The guy come up and says, what happened? I said, what happened where? He said, what did you see? I said, see what? Where? What are you talking about? I don't see nothing, man. All my life, I've been on that line. I don't, I don't ever see anything. I know nothing. I know nothing. I'm zero. I don't get involved. I don't run and tell them cops protect me. I protect myself. And whatever happens, happens, man. People getting killed around me is no new thing. You come to prison, man, there's people getting killed in prison all the time. You go to San Quentin, these men, every time they walk the yard, they got to they wear, uh, you got your, no, yeah, look, he's got to wear, he got to wear shields, man. In other words, you got all kinds of violence and fear that runs in these places. When you live a life like that, it becomes a natural thing, you know. I don't want to take my time going to work. I got a motorcycle and a sleeping bag and 10 or 15 girls. What the hell I want to go off into and, and go to work for? Work for what? Money? I got all the money in the world. I'm the king, man. I run the underworld, guy. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. When am I going to run around and act like I'm some teeny bopper somewhere for somebody else's money? I make the money, man. I roll the nickels. The game is mine. I deal the cards. The mine is endless. You put me in a dark, solitary cell. And to you, that's the end. To me, <laughs> it's the beginning. It's the universe in there. There's a world in there. I'm free. Wow. Character. Wow. Where did uh, where Courtney go? I thought she was still there. Uh no, she's not here. Uh oh. 
Interesting. Oh, well, Courtney disappeared. Um, okay, oh, then. no. <laughs> well, here's the next video. <laughs> I tried to stop Nixon, and I stopped him dead in his tracks. I tried to stop the Vietnam War, and I did it. And I was convicted for being the father of this country. And all the things I did, I did without breaking the law. Maybe I haven't done enough. I might be ashamed of that for not doing enough. As you get a lot of mail from people who want to follow you still. Follow me? Did you have any choice? You'll all follow me. <laughs> I don't, you know, you got two. You got these people over here that want to live. You want to live? Get in line, we'll live. You don't want to live? Hurry up. <laughs> you know, the gate's open. You know, do your thing, man. Here, give them some coke. All Charlie's friends get free coke. Give them responsibility for the children that they said that I influenced. You know, you want to drop the blame on Charlie and say it's all Charlie's fault. What did you do? I do the best thing I know how. Nothing. I f I play music and I smoke a little grass now and then because it helps me. And I like to relax with it. That's about it. Me too, child. Don't you blame the little babies? Mr. Emmons, this is a this is a very. I gotta take a sh. Would you excuse me? Hey, you don't mind if I'm directed to the point, do you? Not at all. It don't take me to tell you that you're about ten pounds overweight, does it? Thanks. <laughs> but I can be honest with you, Ken. Drugs, LSD, I don't consider a drug. I don't consider poverty a drug. Those are more or less religiously significant awareness, mind-expanding apparatuses that come from the intelligence of the universe. The reason that the girls liked me was, Hey now, hey now, I'm all around you, around you. Hey now, up on your heart I can sing through you. And I play, and I sing, and they say, hey, man, you, you, got, you got soul in that music. And I said, yeah, I, I play a little bit, you know. I like music. And they said, that, by the way, is one of the songs you can hear on YouTube on this Charlie Manson music channel. Can't make this stuff up. She's actually, Courtney, where are you going, kid? There she is. I'm trying. I got knocked off. Trying to come back. Well, I'm trying to hold on to you here. <laughs> Man, you're really somebody. I said, oh, I am? Well, I just got out of jail. I don't know what somebody is. They like my music. They say, Man, we want to get you over. I said, Get me over for what? They said, We take you down here to Beverly Hills, and we want to get you in because you're a star. I said, I'm a what? They said, You're a star. So they took me to the Beach Boys. Brain, I did not break the law. Jesus Christ told you that 2,000 years ago. You don't understand me. That's your trouble. Not my fault because you don't understand me. I don't understand you either. But I don't spend my whole life trying to put the blame over on you because my cigarette didn't light or because something didn't work right. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. I don't need to live in this physical realm. I walk around in the physical realm, and I put on the faces, and I talk, and I play, and I yeah, it's this big act, man. In the spiritual world is where I live. I exist in places you never even dreamed of. I don't... I'm just another guy walking down the road going, how many times I got to go to the... Where's God at? I've got a face, and I'm for bread. What is it? 
I'm an old man. All I want to do is retire. Get on the desk and be left alone. I don't want to rob nobody. I'm hiding out from the rock. They come in and say, hey, Charlie. Huh? I said, what do you want? Do you want to talk? I said, about what? We have problems. People look at you today, 20 years later, and they still have no idea what you're about. Tell me in a sentence who you are. That's a loon. Uh -huh. That's a guy who has completely lost touch with all semblance of reality. Courtney, yes. your comments, yes. please. Mm. I think that at times he could turn it on and turn it off. But I think he was mentally ill and it got the best of him sometimes. Well, it's um, interesting you say that. Cause, uh, Amelia, and I'm, I'm sure you saw what everybody else saw. Uh-huh. I wanted to show you that for a very stark comparison. There were segments in that those interview clips where he was having just the, the most serious conversation and wasn't, you know, screaming or jumping around like a loon or mm -hmm. making faces, just having, particularly when he was talking about his childhood, because yeah. that hits him hard. Yes, it did. It, it, you could really, really tell it did. His mother was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that or not. That did, did, did you are aware of that, uh, Courtney? That his mom was a hooker. Yes. Yeah, she was a prostitute. Um. Let's see here. Uh, oh, we have uh, somebody in the chat room, Mister Beckham. Newly released police documents and their their book of the dead. Put this into the right perspective. Uh, they're vast criminally of the family. Okay. Um, your That's point my partner. Is... Oh, and, and the, the point is what? Um, the point is on the Book of the Dead, it is detailed instructions on how to kill, how to survive. You know, I this is my personal opinion and a lot of others, too. The Cielo mm -hmm. murders were over drugs. That was a drug burn. Wojtek Frakowski had been dealing drugs ever since Sharon and Roman had left the country out of their house because the police were already watching him in Abigail's house. So he was dealing drugs. Mr. Beckham actually found a government document where Roman Polanski had shipped dr dangerous drugs to that Frakowski. Stop, stop. I know what you're talking about. That document has been proven a forgery. That is not a legitimate document. It is moot. It is not applicable. That document, the so-called Roman document, that is not a real document. It's been fabricated, completely made up. And the signatures and the statements on it never came from Roman Polanski. So, now, uh, well, no, this is a shipping shipping document where the trunks were shipped, yeah, sh that Sharon's document, belongings. 
the document you're talking about is a forgery. It claims that Roman Polanski had a drug pipeline going from America to Europe, essentially is what it was. Uh, and that he supplied, you know, high echelon individuals with drugs. That is not true. That fact, I don't Roman, believe. That, well, that happens to be the truth. I don't, doesn't matter what you believe or not. No, I mean, I don't true. believe that Roman was dealing drugs all over from uh, Europe. No, he, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. In fact, he, he abhorred drugs. He absolutely detested drugs. You have to remember something as well. Roman Polanski was the would-be father of a pregnant Sharon Tate. Yeah. The people, they need to remember that. They need to never lose sight of the fact that Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate were together for a long time. And they decided to have a baby. Well, her and her baby were both killed. You know, and Roman Polanski just adored Sharon Tate and was loving the fact that he was going to be a father. Okay. I believe that's what set Roman off like he went. Because Roman soon after that would assault. Hello. She left uh -oh. us. Again. Uh oh. I guess it's her connection. She keeps having trouble yeah. with her connection. But what happened was mm -hmm. that um, because of that, Roman Polanski kind of like lost his mind a bit and mm -hmm. he assaulted a young girl, 13 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. They deported him back to Poland. He, he Even to this day, he's not allowed back in America. Yes. Ever. Ever. Yeah. He still makes movies. He still directs film. But he has to do it overseas. He's still alive. Mm -hmm. But he has to do it there. Yeah. You know, he's in his 80s now, mm -hmm. you know, but still yeah. very much alive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I looking at the tapes with him, with with him, Manson, I think it's he doesn't want to discuss his childhood because of the fact that his mom, of course, like you said, was a prostitute. She was an alcoholic as much as she would leave him with babysitters as much as she could, or even probably alone because her brother and her would go out drinking as often as she could, even when she went to AA to when she met her her last husband, from what mm -hmm. I understand. Even when she was in AA, she still went out and party, no matter right. what. And when he was out on his own, and that's when it pretty much all started because he didn't really know how to be on his own. He tried it for a little yeah. bit when he was on Western Union, but it didn't work because he did not know how to really be a good person. Mr. Beckham says this is a federal document. Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying, Mr. Mm -hmm. Beckham. That document is a forgery. It's a fake, a fraud. It it simply does not exist. Moving on. Yes. Um, interesting, though, mm -hmm. that we actually covered quite a bit tonight. And he um, had children that actually one of his ch children, his uh, sons changed his last name because he could not deal with back being Manson. Charles Manson has four children. Oh, one of them, one of his children could not handle being a Manson, so he had to change his last name. He's got three sons and a daughter, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, there is a young man. Uh, his name is Charles. I don't know. He decided to call himself Charles Manson Jr. Yes. But he is actually Charlie's son. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another guy. It, he looks nothing like Charlie, oh. but he must look like his mother. They don't. Uh, he's got red hair. 
kind of like a mm-hmm. what do they call them? Like a ginger. They go people like that with red yeah. hair. She says she keeps getting knocked offline. She apologizes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, we understand. I'm just gonna tell her. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. The following content has been restricted by YouTube. Now you're going to see some interesting pictures and some disturbing pictures. You're going to see Sharon Tate's murder. She's so beautiful. Beautiful woman. She was only in her twenties, like twenty-one, maybe twenty-two. Young girl. I want you to take a look at this for a minute. Do you see mm-hmm. what that that headline said? Uh, four slayings. Um, uh, how did it say? Hold on. The four slayings in a ritual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tate slangs blamed on hypnotized hippie. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's interesting that they called them hippies, but they weren't really hippies. Uh-uh. You know? Then they tried to um, connect them to a satanic cult. This is the last, the very last known photograph hmm. of Charlie Manson before he died. In fact, it was taken not too much before he passed away. Um, and he, he was 83. They wanted to make sure who, when they sentenced him to life in prison, they wanted to make sure that he was going to spend life in prison. Actually, they sentenced him to death. But Richard Nixon Made sure whether he knew it or not was helping Manson. <laughs> Strange case. Really bizarre. These are Charlie's angels. <laughs> That's the the one to the, the far left. Content has been restricted by oh, YouTube. Damn. What happened? Where'd you go? Uh oh. I get I- it. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get him back. Where's the girls? Oh, Charlie, where's the girls? Hold on. Okay. Gotta show them again. Hold on. Sorry, folks. Technology. It's live technology. Can't mm-hmm. help it. <laughs> there they are. There you go. Those are Charlie's angels. That's um, Leslie Van Houten, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Lynette Squeaky Fromm. And the one in the middle is the one that testified against all of them, correct? Yes. For her to um, yep. go free. And she's still in jail. Hmm. These are the text. part of the crew. This, believe it or not, mm-hmm. all 39 members of the Manson family. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. They're not a cult. <laughs> According to Courtney, they're not a cult. Trust me, they're a cult. Oh, absolutely they Courtney, are. If you're taking money, 
and from them they're a cult. Oh yeah, they're a cult. That's Bobby Beaujolais. A porn star, huh? Yep. These are pictures. They're all still in jail, these people. Charlie Manchin, 30 years old. Like, uh, well, hello, I'm innocent. Sure he is. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Sharon Tate. They left her like that? Oh, my gosh. They left her like that. Yes, like they, they did. took off her her dress or whatever she had on. Uh huh. You can see clearly see she's pregnant. Absolutely, like almost nine months pregnant, right? She was almost yeah. nine months pregnant. She was nine months pregnant. Yeah, about to give birth any day, pretty much. That's what beautiful. she looked like. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Gorgeous. That's um, Leslie Van Houten. Those are the innocent victims. Those are that. the victims. Let's let's talk about who they are. This is Stephen Perron, 18 years old. Jeez. Sharon Tate, Jay Sebring, the hairdresser to the stars. Jay Sebring mm-hmm. was a, a very sought-after Hollywood hairstylist. Oh, absolutely. He was... Gary Hinman, Wojciech mm-hmm. uh, uh, Frykowski, Abigail Folger. Mm-hmm. Lino and Rosemary LaBianco mm-hmm. and uh, Ronald Shea. Those yes. were the nine people killed by the Manson family. I studied them very well when I put the pictures together. <laughs> yeah. Great looking people. That's Roman Polanski at the Sharon Tate's funeral. Oh. That's Squeaky From. That's the woman that tried to shoot Gerald Ford. Look, I want you to look at this picture, Amelia. What, is, mm-hmm. what do you notice about that photo? Oh, he's uh, very, very dirty. Like he's been out living on the street. Well, what's the most time. obvious thing about that photo? Oh, he looks like he has bloody clothes on. No, I mean, you're missing the point. He's standing in front of a police lineup. Yeah. He's five foot two. At okay? least that. Uh, yeah. Do you see that where it says on. five foot, four foot? Yes. Uh-huh. He's five feet two, uh-huh. which is living proof that you don't have to be big and huge no. to hold a, a you know a, a control of anybody. No, you don't. He's shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's at least my height because I'm five two. I'm an inch and a half taller than him. Yeah, I'm five two. So probably the only person I'm bigger than was Charlie. Uh huh. Wow, he's short. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Another body. Yeah. Those are stab wounds. Those are all stab wounds. The Manson girls. Like right here. Love to use knives. They love to stab people. Did they stab them in the skull? Because I noticed that a lot of stab wounds were in the skull. They stab them everywhere. Under the arms, the armpits, the chest. The stomach, the face. Yeah, they did. They stabbed him everywhere. Just to make sure he was dead. Basically. This, yeah, absolutely. They wanted to make sure that that, that this person wasn't talking. Uh-huh. This is the family. They are in a cave uh-huh. on Spawn's Ranch. You know, we, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want you to see the rest of this video. 
That's Leslie Van Houten. She will, she will die in jail. They all will. That's Sharon being taken out. That's Rosemary LaBianco. She is so beautiful, too. Before and after. Oh, my gosh. Yep, they sliced her face open. Another victim of man. Time to go to court. Here they are. Oh, I when remember Charlie this. shaved his head, they mm-hmm. all shaved their heads. Yeah, I remember them talking about that. Yeah. What he did, they did. Follow the leader. Yep. By the way, just so you know, Charlie Manson did that picture. Really? He drew that picture. He sure did. And that's his handwriting on there. He had really nice writing, believe it or not. Did I do it? Do what? But he was, again, loony at the Jaybird. Crazy, crazy people. Charles Manson's son. The one that changed his last name, I believe. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's his mother. Her name is... Um, oh, God. Um, Could, uh, I can't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, um, I thought where her name was uh, Patricia. Patricia. But... That's what I was going to say. Patricia. Yeah. They called her Patty or something. Patty, like yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one son. Mm-hmm. He looks like his mother. Yes, he does. Around the eyes. Watch this. That's his other Charles Manson Jr. Jr., yeah. Looks just like him. Want to talk about a chip off the old block? Mm -hmm. This guy's fucking scary looking. Very. It's like day and night. Mm -hmm. And they're brothers. These are family members. Where do you see who some of these people were? The last one's going to surprise you. Oh, wow. Deanna Martin. Oh, wow. Dean Martin's daughter was a a Manson cult member. Wow. And she's still alive. And she's on Facebook. And she stings and she dances. And she's as loony as Charlie was. Yeah, that would do surprise me. That yeah, exactly. One surprise me. But we want to now that we um we saw some of those people. Uh, let's take a look at some of the people that are not here now. Bianco, Sharon Tate, Terry Melcher, Wojtek Frykowski, Steve Parent, Jay Sebring, Abigail Folger, and Donald Shea. They are the victims. Let us not forget the victims No. in the Charles Manson case. Um, we will not, of course, we will not now, nor will this show ever uh, excuse the actions of Charles Manson. 
No. I don't care what you choose to call him on this show. He is a sick lunatic, a murderer, a twisted fuck. He's dead now. May God have mercy on his soul. I could say that for most of us. Yes. Um. But uh, I don't care what you say. That's a cult. Yes. The, no matter how you, many know, you can you can slice it or dice it. You can spin it any way you want to spin it. Mm-hmm. That's a cult. Yes. 39 members, that's a cult. That's not just oh, a, yeah. a few friends hanging out. And if you're going to solicit people for prostitution, you're going to solicit people for prostitution, you're going to take their money, what they, what oh, the wages that they make, about whatever, that. Amelia, that's going to be... I'm glad you brought that up. You're talking yeah. about soliciting prostitution. Oh, yeah. Charlie, one of the things that Charlie liked to do... Mm-hmm was to recruit young teenage girls 16 yes, 17 he did. Mm-hmm. why because they're the perfect age for an older guy to have sex with mm-hmm. rob him of his money get him drunk or maybe get him dead and take his wallet take his credit cards take his cash throw the wallet away I know, okay, mm-hmm. you got, you're going to eat now. Now you got some money. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. eat for a while. Oh, yes. And you yeah. use the guy's credit card till they, uh, till you can't anymore mm-hmm. or until somebody finds you out. Yeah. And he would and that's what the, they did. Yes. And he would use the girls he had to recruit them. And then he'd come up to him and say, oh, come on, honey. You're so sweet. You'll belong here. He'd caress him like this. You'll that's be so what, good that's here. That's another thing. Let's tell everybody what we learned. Oh, yeah. He, Go ahead. Tell, tell them what we learned. He would sweet talk them. He would use them and use them for sex as well. Say, you know, you'll have it made here. You'll yep. you'll be, uh, you know, taken care of here. You'll have everything you want here. And don't worry, your parents didn't want you. He'll uh, brainwash them. you manipulate them and have them do his bidding for him. So he wouldn't have to get his hands dirty, basically. Yeah. He'll be you know, scout free. And wouldn't have to do anything basically. He'll just sit there like this, like a king, like a god, like he would think of himself with. Yeah. And, and to me, that's not right because, yeah, of course, you're going to have everybody else do your bidding. Well, but nothing in the long that run, Charlie did. The first, let, me make, let me make a little correction to you. Uh huh. Nothing Charlie did was right. <laughs> no, nothing he did was right, but that's what he would think to tell them. You know, he would think to yeah. himself, you know, I would do nothing wrong and I would get everybody else's hands dirty but mine. But basically, he was getting his hands dirty. And, you know, well, he would, yeah. Um, and he would have everybody else do his bidding for him. And guess what? He just sit there like a king, like everybody else. It, he'd have everybody bring him yeah. whatever he wanted. And everybody else eat when he, they want when he wanted yeah. them to eat, just like any cult, basically. What? Well, yeah, kind of. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, if the leader does it, mm-hmm. they have to it, do it. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there and were Charlie. some things that the leader did that you mm-hmm. weren't allowed to do. Exactly. Sleep As with... we're going to find out Thursday mm-hmm. night with David Koresh. Yes. Uh, you're going to find out that David Koresh. Kind of change the rules for cults. Oh, yeah, a little the bit. wives part. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the people, by the way, folks, you, you were talking about Manson and David Koresh. That's um, Thursday night, we are having a special episode on the, the siege at Waco, the Branch Davidians of Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. led by the um, 
magnanimous David Koresh, uh, another another one who thought he was a prophet sent by God, another one who thought he was the modern-day Jesus. That's what they call themselves. And I've said this before. When you start labeling yourself as God, you're going to piss off God. You ain't going to be around long. Mm-hmm. Look what happened to Amy Carlson. Yes. Look what happened to David Koresh. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Charlie Manson never did. Think about it. He never said he was God. No. He never said that. No. He said a lot of other stuff. But he never <laughs> right. Not a lot of stuff. Nope. <laughs> he never said he was God. Right. Isn't that funny? Right. Because I secretly, I think Charlie feared to God's that. wrath. Because I really of... think he feared God's <laughs> wrath. Well, look did. what happened to the other people that said that. And he thought, you know what? I'm not saying that because he lived a long life in prison. But he, he lived, lived 83 years. Mm-hmm. He lived. How did I, I broke it down by the time he was 40? Yes. By the time he was 40, he already spent 31 years in jail. Yes. Now, yeah. But that think right. about that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You're 40 years old, but you've already spent 31 of your 40 years alive in jail. So 10 year childhood, which was pretty bad childhood anyway. Might he as well say the juvenile juvenile jail mm-hmm. when he was nine years old. So but nine yeah. Yeah, so he pretty much didn't have a childhood, just like he said. You know, and that's when he got <laughs> serious. That's yeah. the only time during the interviews mm-hmm. that you saw him really like, you know, to like talk seriously. Yes. When he talked about his childhood, mm-hmm. growing up, um, getting beat by his mother and his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, the leather straps that he was talking oh, about. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't know whether, and it's a it's a hard place to be, folks, because you is. don't know whether to feel sorry for a guy that, that grows mm-hmm. up like that, or knowing what he did. You know, I mean, it's a you know what I'm saying. It's a hard yeah. thing to. Do you feel sorry for him? Yeah, kind of, sorta. Because his mom got pregnant at the age of fifteen. But then you have to say to yourself, Amelia, Mm -hmm. well, how sorry can I feel for him? Because he chose to do this for the rest of his life. Exactly. He could have stopped. At some point, you have a choice. You can go legit or you or you Mm -hmm. look. He got a legit job at Western Union. Yes, he could have stayed there. He wanted money in his pocket. He Mm wanted so what do you do? Him and his buddy. They stole a car. Mm -hmm. They got a gun. Mm-hmm. They're robbing people, robbing banks or whatever, right. you know, holding people up. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you put a gun to my face, I'll give you my wallet. Right. I'll give you every fucking credit card. I, I'll even tell you the right. pin numbers. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. you, once you turn 18, you can't really control your children because you've already done the raising. It's up to them to do what they're going to do because exactly. you them. Exactly, it's and that's what people don't understand. Yeah, you do have a choice. Exactly, you you have a choice in life. It, there's it a is right your... and there's a wrong. You choose, and and that's really what it comes down to. 
Mm-hmm. There's just right and wrong. And yes. you make a choice mm-hmm. to either continue mm-hmm. or, you know, or you, you, you stand mm-hmm. on your own two feet and take your lumps. Yes. Or you become a guy like Charlie Manson that spends his entire life in jail. Mm-hmm. Courtney did say she was not able to get back on, but she wanted me to say thank you for having her on the show. And she really appreciated talking to everyone on the show. So she wasn't able. Okay. But Mr. She... Beckham wants to be a guest on the show. Well, uh, you have wanted... an open invite. Absolutely. Uh, he, um, yeah, he's, uh, and, and uh, Courtney said she kept tra- uh, get bumping it off, but she said she really said thank you for letting her be on the show. She appreciates Yes, and absolutely. And she is absolutely welcome back and uh, mm-hmm. love to have her back and love to have Mr. Beckham on the show. Mm-hmm. According to what I'm reading here, Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Beckham is some sort of a federal investigator mm-hmm. in Texas. If that's yes. the case, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the truth. Uh, I'm sure it is, but we'll we have to double check because I'm not going to have anybody on the show misrepresent themselves, especially law enforcement. We don't do that. That's not. We'll never do that on the show. Uh, we we uh, you know look. We talk some shit on this show, but mm-hmm. we also are above board legally yes we don't get into no legal shit with nothing no absolutely not checked and double checked absolutely so that being said amelia yes tell everybody what's coming up we have a wonderful episode tomorrow actually it's a special episode we normally are only on on tuesdays and thursday nights but we have a special guest we've never had i've never had her on the show which i'm excited to meet her for the first time uh, Miss Mary Ann, uh, she is, and also we're going to actually have back on as well a uh, another special guest that I have actually met before, and um, of course Ann Watkins, and of course uh, we have Mary Ann Howard. We've had her on the show before. We're going to yep. be talking about the Shadow series of part the two. The Shadow series. Let me tell okay. everybody what the Shadow series is. You could show the books, please, again, if you don't mind. I'm going to show I'm, the books. Yes. Okay, hold up. Yes. I got to leave and, my studio. Hold on. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be discussing wonderful books that uh, these two wonderful ladies have written and uh, discuss a little bit more. So uh, Angela's going to be showing up books here in just a, a moment. books here. And I'm going to tell you yes. something. These are not little books. They are. You see how <laughs> thick these books are? Yes. They look like, like phone directories. <laughs> the first book. This is called Shadow of a Base Man, mm-hmm. written by Ann Walsh and Marianne Howard. This takes us through a journey through the life of Paul McCartney through Paul's eyes. Yes. Um, people may or may not know that the rumor for the longest time was that Paul McCartney died in, the real Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. died in 1966. Mm-hmm. There seems to be quite a bit of mounting evidence that that is true. Mm-hmm. I certainly have believed that it's true. Yes, I uh, have. I too. first became aware of this back in the middle sixties, sixty-seven uh, mm-hmm. around there, sixty-eight. I was probably like ten, eleven. And I've done my research as well, and coming across and talking with the ladies, and I've also believe it's true as well. The second book 
is called Shadow Dancing Rise of a Baseman. And if you're lucky enough to get the version, Mm -hmm. there's a couple versions here. Yes. If you're lucky enough to get the first edition, well, then you'll be lucky enough to find I am acknowledged in the book. Mm Mm-hmm. I also wrote the foreword for the book, and I'll show you that. Yes. And while he's looking for that as well, I want to let you know that on Thursday, on October 6th, Thursday, we'll have uh, the, as he was talking about, Waco, Texas, David Koresh as well. We're gonna, mm-hmm. And that's going to be an interesting show as he was talking about. We're not going to give too much away because we kind of did a little bit. There's the foreword. Yes, look at that. I wrote the foreword to the book, and... I also wrote, mm-hmm. let me get the, yes. the liner notes on the back. Absolutely. Here's my name. See it? Yes. Second me and Angelo. That's me. Hello there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they are. I love these books, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not only did I enjoy being a part of them, mm-hmm. I love the content. I love reading them. Oh, and yeah. Marianne and Anne, uh, the first podcast they ever did was my podcast mm-hmm. together. That was a great, was a great thrill. Mm-hmm. And ever since we've been buddies. Yes. And I think it looks like I might be losing you to them for uh, a time or two. I think. No, just uh, one podcast. They want me to just talk about the the books uh, for a little bit and I'll be representing the show. Oh, well. you'll be back and forth. You know. <laughs> no, just one. I promise. So I get to meet no, and watch no, no. for the first time. So I'm, I'm excited about discovered. that. Shut up. I'm trying to get you discovered. <laughs> I'm trying to put you over over here. <laughs> hey, this is my baby. This is my baby here. Well, you know, mm-hmm. look, this is, you, know, you you did help nurture this show. You yes. were there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of your baby. Absolutely. Yes. You're absolutely. the producer for sure. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to meet Ann Walsh for the first time. And Ann's uh, a nice lady. Sweet, oh, sweet yes. lady. Mm-hmm. She's and... a really good girl. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a lot going on. We got, yes. oh man, we got a um, a full month of October. I'm, I'm excited about that. I it's am trying. Month. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get on the show. A former cult member from Love Has One. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear back. You have to understand, folks. Uh, this cult. It's called Love Has One. It was founded by a woman named Amy Carlson. She calls herself Mother God. She's dead now. Um, If you were lucky enough to be with us last week, we showed Amy Carlson. And that was rather gross. Uh, She was in a state of decay. Um, Her followers wrapped her up. Amelia, remember? They wrapped yes. her up in Christmas lights and put silver glitter in her eyes. Very much so. It and looks... when she died, they left her on the bed and just just let her rot there. And they they worshipped her mummy. Yes. She became a mummy. Her skin turned blue. Remember, it looked like yeah. Blue. It looks like she looked so bad. It, it looked like an alien. And if she did. She looked like an alien. And if they had not reported her being there, who knows how long she would have stayed there? She was already there for, uh, they say, at least a month. 
Yes, and the who knows police, how long. The police coroner, or the, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not the police coroner, the coroner mm-hmm. says she was there at least a month. And who knows how long she had been, would have been there if they had I, not found I her. read one estimate that says up to maybe four months, up to four months. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I happen to believe that one, mm-hmm. and the reason I do is because the, the tremendous state of decay that that body was mm-hmm. in. It didn't look real. Mm-mm. It yeah. just, it was completely mummified. Yeah, because uh, didn't one of the detectives... I wonder the if I have, you know what, that, hold on a second. Amelia. Didn't the police say, one of the uh, officers say that it looked, they had painted her and the other one said, no, it's, that's decay. I mean, don't they know the difference between paint and decay? I mean, not... Yeah, to, you know what, I have, um, uh-huh. I have it, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want them to hear what the officers say about the paint and the decay. Yeah, hold on. We're going to, I'm going to show that. Authorities have released body cam video of their discovery of the mummified remains of an alleged. This is what Amelia and I were just telling Mm -hmm. you about. Amy Carlson. Mm -hmm. This is is her bedroom where she Mm -hmm. died. She's still in that. She's in that bed, by the way. Mm -hmm cult leader and the police the Sawash County Sheriff's Department says 45 year old Amy Carlson's body was found wrapped in a sleeping bag and decorated see right there's her eyes right there and you can't even tell where the nose used to be right there in the middle but that's where the nose is right there in the center and the eyes you could tell that she looks like an she's let's put it this way Mm-hmm. She was there so long, mm-hmm. her eyes rotted away. I want yeah. you to, I hate to be gross, folks, mm-hmm. but her eyes literally rotted out. With of her Christmas head. lights back in April, her eyes were covered in glitter. She was the leader of Love Has Won, based in Moffat, Colorado. Reports say a group member told authorities a dead body was in the house where Carlson and other members lived. Two children were also found in the house. At the time, seven members were charged with tampering with a deceased human body, abuse of a corpse, and misdemeanor child abuse. But the district attorney has since dropped all charges in the case. Dr. Phil interviewed Carlson in 2020 about alleged claims of abuse by her made by former members of Love Has Won. You whores! What is it that upsets you the most? Where the upset comes from me is when, as, as I serve love every day and I am in love and action every moment. That is my role. I've been like that since I was born, uh, serving love. The coroner still hasn't been able to determine Carlson's cause of death and has reportedly ordered extensive laboratory tests. That's just crazy shit. Okay, then that that's crazy stuff. Yeah, if you get a chance I mean, to freeze that frame of her and then look at it closely you'll see what we're talking about the eyes oh, and her nose and... nuts I, you know it's like how do you even like how do you explain that to somebody i know it's in i mean if you even have an idea of someone that used to be in her cult let us know about that let angelo know and and they're not afraid to be on the show let him know yeah be on the show. please uh, absolutely mm-hmm. And if if you, you know anyone mm-hmm. associated with Love Has One, mm-hmm. I want to know immediately. Yes. Or even if I want been... you on the show. If you know somebody 
mm-hmm. or a, a person who was connected with love has won or you yourself have been on or or if cult. you have yes or if you have been a member of of a cult mm-hmm. i want you on the show it's well, important that it's, we have you here i yes. want your story out there yes because we want to hear your version yeah, of it what absolutely. you experienced and and uh you know we'll handle it as much as you know as good as we can for you and please let us know um tell us your side of the story we'd love to hear it well amelia it's Mm -hmm. that time we got to say goodbye to everybody on behalf of amelia pitbull chapman i'm the mad dog (laughs) we'll see you next time see you next time bye-bye